Welcome to the Abbey Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Sharp. And I'm Steve Muldrup, and we are the Abbey staff, and we're glad you joined us today to listen in. So on this podcast, this number four podcast. Number four. There would have been more, but we can't figure out how to use microphones. <laughs> we are like two monkeys in a radio shack. Yeah. So here we go. Uh, this month, we are diving in and taking a deeper look at the topic of Sabbath, which a lot of people, um, when you try to sit down, it's, it's not something that necessarily talked about. Um, seems a bit archaic or something like that. So, Steve, you wrote for us this this month. Um, walk us through some of your process on that. Yeah, S- Sabbath, like you said, Sabbath is not a word that is we typically use. Rare, rarely does it come up in just kind of your normal conversation. And so I figure it's probably a good idea to start with an explanation of what we mean by Sabbath and sabbatical. Sabbath, literally, the the Hebrew word is Shabbat, and it literally means to stop, to quit, to step out of the of the stream. The image on our website for this month, or on our meditation for this month, caught me when Britain pulled the image up, and it's a picture of a car in kind of a rain urban setting with tail lights. And my question was, why? How is that? Sabbath, but the more I looked at it, the more I was really, really caught by it because I think that's, as you look at the definition of what Sabbath is, that's what it means. It's, it means to, we're moving, the car is moving, everything around it's moving, but the brake lights are on and the brake lights are shining through and it's, it's the idea of stepping out of traffic. I'm, I'm putting the brakes on. So that's what, that's what rest is. That's what sabbatical Sabbath is. Um, so if it helps to think of it in that terms instead of using Sabbath to talk about rest. Yeah, and I think it's interesting. A lot of us think if we slammed on the brakes, we would get rear-ended by somebody or life would run us over. Um, so there's a lot of fear, actually, whenever we think about stopping and Sabbath and these different pieces. So um, help us think up a little bit more about like when you're writing um, – what are the topics and the, the things that popped out about this stopping? Most, for, for me personally, and for conversations that I have with people and have just in life, um, either specifically about this or just in general, it's, this is one of the things, rest is one of the, the hardest things, Sabbath, taking intentional rest is one of the hardest things we do. And so I can, you kind of ask, why? Why is that so hard? And I think a lot of things come to mind. One, we are, we are such a society that prizes busy and hurry and productivity. And how, how many times have we had the conversation? I wrote this about this a little bit, but how many times have we had the conversation? Hey, how you doing? Well, it's really busy. Oh, well, good. And, and we got to celebrate. Oh, busy equals good and productive yeah that's you must really be important or whatever um and it's interesting that busy is busyness is not um it's not a characteristic of god it's not a fruit of the spirit it's not a fruit of the spirit it's really not celebrated anywhere in scripture Mm -hmm. um in fact we have to be told repeatedly stop be still, be quiet, and quiet, and rest, all those kind of things. 
And I hadn't ever paid attention to this before, but it's the the fourth the fourth commandment. You know, we're we're told in, in the Ten Commandments, it's, keep the Lord's day holy, keep the Sabbath, is the fourth commandment. It's the only part of creation in all the Genesis creation that God makes a commandment. He creates, he creates, he creates earth, heaven, all that kind of stuff. And, the, and then finally he creates man and then he rests. And then he puts in the commandments, you got to rest. And that's the only part of the only day, the only picture of creation that has become a commandment. And I think it's probably because he knows we, we need that. We got to be told to do that. We've got to be told to rest, and it's not an option. And, and I think a lot of times it's easy to think about Sabbath as kind of a religious word, and mm-hmm. when you say Sabbath, it does feel very religious, but it's not, the idea of rest is not a religious idea. It's not purely spiritual at all. It's just reality. It's just creation. It's, it's how it works. Did God need to rest? Clearly no, but he rests after he creates everything. Um, and, and Sabbath and rest is built into everything around us. We, every 24 hours, there is rest and there is Sabbath, like it or not. We sleep. We, our body shuts down. The seasons, uh, yeah, it's just, it's in everything we do. We sleep. The seasons, um, you know, trees, plants, rest. They Sabbath during the winter, and they have to, or they won't grow. They won't be healthy in the spring, summer. Um, and the, that's, that's a great, simple mirror kind of image for us that we, Sabbath is not an option. Sabbath, rest is not an option. If we don't sleep, we're, we bad things happen. And you talk a little bit about, um, in some conversations we had, you had mentioned that um, it's interesting to see when the day starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, this caught me years ago. The, the Psalms, even creation, it took, as, as God is creating a day, Genesis says there was evening and there was morning the first day. And I remember reading that early on. I go, oh, they got that. He got that backwards. Somebody transposed that wrong because the day starts in the morning and ends in the evening. But there's something really significant about that. There's evening and there's morning the first day. The day starts in the evening according to creation. It goes along as part of the Genesis creation too. God creates, God creates, God creates, then God rests the sixth or the fifth day, no, the sixth day, sorry, God creates Adam and Eve. And then the seventh day he rests. So you think about that and go, okay, Adam and Eve's first day on the planet, first day of existence was a day of rest. Mm-hmm. That's how they start out. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and I think that's really profound. Mm-hmm. Um, that we start from a place of rest. We uh, we know that the week starts on Sunday. The calendar you look, pull up your little Google calendar, or whatever. It starts on Sunday, but 
most of us say the first day of the week, Monday. That's kind of how we practically think in kind of our Western culture. But, but it's not. The first day of the week is Sunday, and that's, you know, at least theoretically, that's our day to rest. And I think that's, I think that's really significant because it... I think part of the struggle for why it's so hard for me to rest, to stop, to not do, is because of what you were talking about before, and we've had conversations about this before, is I don't feel, uh, I'm not producing anything, I'm not doing, so I'm not... My identity's tied too much to what I do. Yeah, and I, if I'm chilling, resting, not, then I'm wasting time, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not producing, I'm not valuable right now. Who am I? Yeah. And that's just such a unhealthy, backward. I mean, if we if we take it and look at the, the the daily, do I feel that way about when I sleep? Maybe sometimes. Oh, I don't. I can't. I can't sleep eight hours. There's too much to do in the day. You know, maybe we do feel that a little bit. But when we're sleeping, we're not thinking. Oh, this is so worthless, and I, I'm wasting. Mm-hmm. We have to have sleep, or it's. Things go badly. I mean, things go badly at multiple levels. I mean, physically, there's studies all over the place that your body doesn't function. Uh, um, so, yeah, starting from a place of rest. I remember uh, I have not, this is going to make it sound like I've read Moby Dick. I have not read Moby Dick, just <laughs> to be clear. Way too many pages. Um, but I remember seeing an illustration talking about the harpoonist in Moby Dick and Melville in not, there. Not the harpist. No, the harpoon is very different. There very was, different than the harp, harpist. I, yeah, the strings rust. Oh, it's bad. No harps on a whaling ship. The harpoonist. But the thing that caught me was that the harpoonist, Melville talks about when everyone else, they're in the pursuit of the whale and everybody else, this is working and flailing around and all this kind of stuff, the harpoonist is sitting and resting in the midst of everybody else doing work, um, which you look at it at that moment and you go, who's the worthless, lazy schlump over there, you know, sitting down? But the point is, no, the harpoonist, when he goes to work, he needs to work from a place, he needs to approach his work from a place of peace and rest because his dart has to fly accurately. And that, man, I love that picture because that's so not how most of us think and act and live. And I spend so much of my life in a frenzy, either both externally and internally so many times. And, And to be to realize the truth and the value of, no, I need to begin from a place of peace and from a place of rest uh, for my dart to be thrown accurately, whatever my dart happens to be. Um, but that's, that's hard for us to do. It's mm-hmm. cool to talk about, but hard to do. Yeah, incredibly hard to do because we're, our identity seems so tied to um, our ability or capacity to do. So to admit that we need to stop. Uh, Tim Keller uh, was saying that some of the um, 
barriers to observing Sabbath is that when you stop, you admit that you're not God. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a reminder of your humanity uh, that I'm not in control uh, and I have to relinquish control uh, to God. And so it's actually an act of vulnerability to observe Sabbath. It's an act of reminding us of our humanity of, yes, we do have to stop. We are limited people and we need God. And so to not stop, in a sense, is saying that we don't need God. Yeah, yeah. It's it's overestimating our significance and kind of this perpetual state of how much we are in control when we're actually not. And we would and we would never say that out loud. Oh no. We would never but we're functionally saying it because we're going, I'm I'm way too important. What I'm doing is way too important for me to stop or rest or not do in any way. Yeah, that's that's huge. And I think it's too, it's not is Sabbath primarily about us? Is is that kind of rest primarily about us? I would say probably not. We think it is, and there's absolute benefit for sure, but I think it's it's really more about God and the kingdom. And for real practical outworking of it, Sabbath, if I'm rested well, and I don't mean just, you know, I had a really good night's sleep. I mean, if I'm living that way, if I'm living out of rest and peace, it is, yes, it's good for me. But it's way better for my family. It's way better for my wife. It's way better for my kids. Um, and it's way better for God, I would argue, for the kingdom. And, um, But, man, it's so hard to do. And I think so many times you hear it talked about, maybe or I think about it as two separate things. There's, they're opposites. There's work and there's rest. And those are two opposite, opposite things. But I think the reality is they're, they're not. They're just two sides of the same coin. You've got to, I have to have both. Sabbath is, there's a lot of things Sabbath is not. Sabbath is not vacation. It's different than that. Vacation's great. Do, do vacation. That's, a, that's kind of an extended Sabbath. Um, but it's not vacation. It, it's, it's just, it's the image that's on the the. the on our meditation on the website, it's it's applying the brakes. Mm-hmm. I think somebody I was reading, somebody said it's stepping out of traffic. Mm-hmm. And I like that picture that traffic's going on. That's great. I'm going to step out of traffic. But there also with that comes this sense of fear and vulnerability. Specifically, mm-hmm. if your culture is not a Sabbath culture, mm-hmm. then you think if I step out of traffic, I'm going to get run over. I know a lot of like a lot of us in business world, work world, is like, oh, if we, if we put these boundaries, if we, if we draw these hard lines, how is that going to affect us? What's going to happen? Um, what would you say to somebody who's who's currently listening to this podcast, probably in their car on the way to a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> um, what would what would be some advice or tips you would be giving them? Um, but what does it look like to stop? Like, why should I stop? Mm-hmm. And what do I do with this fear that I'm going to get run over by traffic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one of the things we, we want to do with all this stuff is make it super, super practical. Um, 
So I think there's a lot of things. It, it can be easy to be overwhelmed by going, well, uh, I can't do that for a whole, you know, that's, that's too big of a jump. That's too far out of my normal realm. I think ultimately it would be awesome to be able to take a Sabbath day where we don't do anything that would be considered work. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, does that mean I just lay in a hammock all day? Uh, Maybe, but probably not. I I couldn't do that. One, I have a truckload of kids and there's motion and movement. I couldn't do that. I couldn't get away with sitting in a hammock all day. Um, But I can... Maybe I can work toward more of that. I think for me, the the practical thing is trying to do to do things that are not work, that are completely other than my normal, mm-hmm. that aren't maybe being productive for what my normal life is. One of the things I, I, I would say, maybe a good rule of thumb is to find something that's life giving that you go, oh, this, I love doing this, that is not related to anything else in your life. For me, in my garage, messing around with wood and building something, that's that's like, oh, this is good. This is life-giving for me. But yet if you're a carpenter, it would be stopping from Stay that. away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Put the saw away. Absolutely. Um, and I think a lot of times people always focus on like, oh, I can't do that. But I would just say start small. Think about what you can do. Yeah. You know, like in your dynamic of your life, what can you do? And specifically like, okay, you have this season of busy projects, but how can you schedule a rest break even in your day? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, this is intense. So I'm going to go for a walk for 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to step outside. I'm going to think about, you know, this aspect of God's character or whatever. It's like, how can you start to break the routine? Mm-hmm. Um, and disrupt it a little bit. So yeah, don't try to go eat the whole elephant. Don't try to tackle yeah. this whole beast, but start small. And and that may be uh, that may be turning the radio off in your car. Right. I've got a I've got a ten minute commute, a fifteen minute commute. Instead of cranking on you know the news channel or the music or whatever, leave your radio off. Mm-hmm. Be quiet think you know that's a small thing that i think can be really great maybe it's uh, sabbath probably doesn't involve social media sabbath probably does not (laughs) say that again sabbath Sabbath probably does probably does not involve social media yes so one of those reasons too is just because you can't control what you see on social media so you're wanting to get rest but then you get triggered by something that you see yeah and it's just it's not I got to follow this thing. I got to check that out. Yeah. I wonder what they're in. The, yeah. And all Next sudden, thing you know, you're mad and you're wanting to fight somebody. And it's like, oh, yeah, you're supposed to be resting. Yeah. It's kind of thing. So put that away. Um, for me, part of my routine that I have really, really loved, uh, and it's come over with years and years of, of practice and trying and doing, is I want to, I want to have a place of peace. I want to have some place of quiet and solitude every day. And for me, for my life, it has to be in the morning. And I figured out early on that with a bunch of kids in the house, it has to be before anybody else gets up. Right. Which makes it a real challenge. <laughs> but part of part of what's 
the beauty of that over the years uh, has been it's made me go, is this valuable? Is this, what's more valuable, an hour's more of sleep or an hour sitting or a half hour, whatever it is, sitting in the presence of God? Starting your day in rest. Yes. As opposed to yes. letting your kids wake you up and the chaos begins. Yeah. And for me, if, if that, I'm ADD, and my, if, if the wheels get moving and the momentum gets going, man, it's hard to stop that. So I've learned over the years that I have to, and I have to, I have to control that significantly. I mean, I set my coffee. I don't even want to get my mind going on making coffee. I got to have my coffee on a timer so it is ready. And all I got to do is pour it in my cup and then go walk to my little sofa. Because that's the other thing that's helpful for me that I would recommend is find a place that is conducive to that. Find a place that you just go to and that's, that's your place. Um, and, and to kind of reference, like if you go back and look at some things, resources we have in the Abbey, one of those things is... Um, talking through the aspect of prayer uh, and then symbolisms in prayer and different things like that. And like, what are, so in these places, how can you surround yourself with um, reminders of God's grace, his goodness, things that are life-giving? So maybe you pick something up on a trip. Maybe there's a picture of you and a group of friends from something. Like, basically, how can you prompt yourself, Mm -hmm. in a sense, to rest and to to lay the foundation. So yeah, you only have an hour, but when you walk into that space, it takes less time for you to settle down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Than it does like if you're kind of going and nothing's necessarily aesthetically pleasing yeah. <laughs> to you with that, Absolutely. you know, and you're not looking around seeing work, but you're actually sitting down and actually putting yourself in a place to rest. Yeah. And and a place gets I've heard people talk about this place is seasoned with prayer, and there are places in my life that have been seasoned, and I can go. There's a little stone chapel on the campus at Kansas State University that I could walk into today and almost instantly go, I am at peace because I spent so much time in that place, and and it's seasoned and it, it's it's a place that yeah just draws me in and I don't have to fight I don't have to work at, and that's I would recommend those things and and like we're saying start start small start with a simple thing that is very accessible start with ten minutes yeah and yeah and work it up and add more time be intentional and that's one of the things it takes work to rest um, it takes work to set these boundaries it takes work to which is an irony to even say yeah. that sentence, right? It takes work. It takes work I have to, to work rest. at resting, but right. it's true. But it's true. Yeah. You have to protect the time. You have to uh, do it, and some of that can be enjoyable. I mean, there was a season for Brooks and I where um, she would make this huge batch of cinnamon rolls, and basically we would pull a set out and cook them every turn on the. It was just easy. You just didn't have to think about breakfast that day yeah. and then, so then the rest of that day is kind of how can we take a break from doing this I have mm-hmm. other friends that don't cook on certain days you know it's it's their day to, mm-hmm. to take a, a break kind of thing so be strategic about what you do and take it takes work to do that it's sacrifice to do that but there's also a beauty in the sacrifice mm-hmm. as well um, and it's the life-giving sacrifice because that's that is what a lot of 
the Sabbath is, is it's us saying no to the need to be needed and the need to be the, the need for urgency and busy and all that kind of stuff. And I guess maybe just in wrapping up here, the, the thing for me that is maybe most significant and profound about that whole day starting, evening, morning, me getting up in the morning. I'm not starting the day. I'm starting my day. Mm-hmm. But if, if I look at it in the kind of the creation sense, the Genesis sense, the day's half over. Mm-hmm. God's been working. So my job in getting up is when I'm sitting down with my little cup of coffee before anybody's up is I'm trying to figure out what God's doing. That's what I'm paying attention to. God is at work. I'm not starting the day. This doesn't revolve around me. Mm-hmm. It's, it's focused on God. And my job is to get in line, is mm-hmm. to listen, to pay attention. God, what are you doing today? And how can I go there? And I, I, I love, I love that, that it takes me and puts me in my proper place uh, in a really good way. Um, and it, it it matters. It, it it changes everything. And well, we look forward to diving into more topics with you as we continue to grow the resources of the Abbey. So again, thanks so much to Ben Bannister for letting us use uh, his song for our intro and outro. Feel free to check out his music on iTunes. And again, big thank you to our wives, our family, our <laughs> Our churches, everybody who's helped uh, make the Abbey a reality. And we look forward to talking with you again. God bless. With the Abbey, one of the things we want to do is just let you know that no matter who you are, we're praying for you, that God would bless you and keep you, that he would cause his face to shine upon you, and that he would give you peace. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for listening. See you next time.